0: You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese. so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much.
1: Rhino rampages through the streets of New York. Claw masterminds a team of fearsome criminals. Ultron threatens nuclear annihilation. The world needs champions to stop these villains. Are you up to the task? Marvel Champions the Card Game is a cooperative living card game that invites you to embody the world's most iconic heroes. This core set allows up to four players to combine their efforts and thwart the twisted schemes of three different villains. Discover extraordinary powers, battle the forces of evil, and experience the Marvel Universe like never before. And welcome to Tabletop Arcanum. We're your hosts, Justin and Ricky. And we're coming at you a little early this uh yeah, this time uh because Justin got his hands on a copy of Marvel Champions uh the LCG just brought out by uh Fancy Flight Games.
0: Just brought out slightly not out yet because um certain stores were able to do an early release mm. um last week which is uh, a week early uh, official release is November 1 so mm-hmm. that's where everybody's going to have it everywhere so we're going to bring you some of our hot take on it to see if this is something that you want to invest in and maybe hero up mm-hmm. so again we did play this during Gen Con so we got the demo we got the we little bit of we played a feel. lot
1: of it during Gen Con it was a lot of fun
0: but there's a bit of a demo mode versus actually getting your hands mm-hmm. on the game and getting a little bit deeper dive on it. So let's first talk about a little bit of a role recap, anything that you've played since we uh, recorded last other than D&D that we just wrapped we up We just got this. done
1: on playing D&D. I mean, I, of course, have played just the basics Harry Potter. Uh, we right. were just moving this week. I mean, we are recording one week after our last one, so we haven't had much time. Um, And this entire last weekend, I was moving furniture, so... Yeah. Yeah. Now I have tables to play stuff on.
0: Right. Uh, That's plus. Yeah. Um, Yeah, where I had, let's see, a session of Gloomhaven since we recorded last, Mm -hmm. um, which went pretty well. It was a little twisty-turny, but trying out some new classes that we had just unlocked and created new characters for, so they were fun. A uh, lot, of, very different from what we're used to. I'm playing a a, a very up-in-your-face uh, character that's similar to the scoundrel that you get when you first open the game, mm-hmm. um, but a little less mobile, but a lot more damage dealing. Nice. Uh, I kind of want the scoundrel back because I liked moving, being able to like be very mobile around the board, but that's just my play style. The other night, we also had a uh, board game night At the local shop, and that was um, abomination, the era Frankenstein. So it was a worker placement, building your own Frankenstein monster. Monster. How'd you like that?
1: Because I was, I was looking into. Is it okay? Because I know we talked about it when it was announced, Mm -hmm. um, and I was taking a look at it, and
0: I wasn't mm -hmm. too impressed at that time. Um, Mechanically, it's very good. Nice. Um, you're. It, there, there's a couple different things going on. So the resources you collect are like organs and bits and stuff from whether it's a, the morgue, the cemetery, the hospital, or just murdering somebody in a dark alley somewhere for bits and blood. That's yes, one does, yeah. Uh, so it's four different resources, kind of like a worker placement resource management game. And the idea is um, bones don't degrade, so bones are bones; they're good, mm, kind that's of. As fair, long, yeah. Uh, but you can own the your quality of pieces that you build are based on how fresh your pieces are.
1: Ah, uh, the squishy bits expire.
0: Yeah. Every turn they degrade a little bit and they essentially have four stages, but depending on where you get your corpses from is kind of where they start on that track too. So like you can go to the cemetery and you're getting like grade three, grade four material. You're, mm-hmm. not, you're not getting your grade A beef there, sorry. Yeah. Um so it was it was interesting going with that and each character uh, each player plays a, a different uh, scientist or doctor, and the idea is everyone has their own little like personality twerks. uh Mine was more of a surgeon, so I started out with a little bit more intellect and a little bit more have a head start that way. And every round, I was able to reduce the cost of something I was building. So if I was building a leg and it required X, Y, Z parts, I could use I could use one less mm-hmm. to do that. Um, We had another person who, because there's a moral compass in the game, obviously, if you murder people in the back street, you kind of really don't care about humanity, which ends up being negative points for you, Mm -hmm. but um, his character never moved off zero. He could never gain more uh, morality, but he could never lose it either. He was a a psychopath. Uh. So he never got points, positive or negative, for that scale, but he never had the penalty that the rest of us had to deal with. Mm -hmm. So it's a neat game. Um, a lot of, you know, basic worker placement stuff in there. It's a little bit more advanced. There are definitely more, I would say this is more medium weight where Lords of Waterdeep is a little more lightweight and things like Caverna are more heavyweight. So Mm kind of hits that middle, middle heavy theme, but still a lot of mechanics going on in it. Mm. Liked it. Um, And then uh, that was the same night that we were able to pick up Marvel Champions, so the local store had it, and we picked it up and started playing it it right away, and started playing it, and then I kind of played it over the weekend, and played it again, and read the rules, and deck build, and toyed with the card pool, just to kind of see what this Mm. thing does out of the box, so, yeah, I've been busy.
1: And then also over the weekend, you didn't do one, you did... Two separate escape rooms, right? So, So, I mean, you've been busy, yeah, real busy,
0: yeah. But it's fun. That's that's it's what I do. Good. So let's crank into Marvel Champions. First impressions, go.
1: I mean, like everything that Fantasy Flight does, that I'm going to gush over the art is very solid on it. It's a comic booky game, so I mean, not paid
0: by Fantasy Flight to say that. That's just what you do.
1: Yeah. I'm all about aesthetics. So, um, I mean, the the art on the cards is really fun. Um, The overall feel of the game itself is just super fun looking. Um, You feel like you're actually in a comic book playing the game. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So using like authentic art and authentic looking comic art um, is really nice. box itself is actually a nice little sturdy... Uh, larger than average uh card game box, so it's actually bigger than any of the other L C G boxes that they've released at this point. Um so much so that they actually have an insert. The first time I've a uh, Fantasy Flight has actually yeah. in a long, long time. I some I have some old games of theirs that actually have inserts, but it isn't just a flimsy cardboard insert that you like look at and go, Well that's nice and now it's useless. Um, it actually has a nice plastic insert in there for was, your cards. Yeah. The downside is that there's notches for dividers, but it doesn't actually give you dividers.
1: That's a little obnoxious. Um,
0: and sleeve cards kind of don't fit. I'm even using like their official Fantasy Flight sleeves on them. Mm-hmm. And the slots are just tight enough where they don't work yeah. very well. So it's not necessarily, like, a t- it's, like, a really good effort that just barely missed the mark. Yeah. Um, I will say I'm very happy with the direction that they're. if I see more games coming with inserts, they can work on the craft of making those inserts better. Mm-hmm. Um, take a look at games like Lords of Waterdeep of how to do that. But as a starting point, this is at least a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So first impressions, I do like it. Um, a lot of cardboard chunks as far as your damage, your threat, all of those kind of pieces. Everybody gets a dial, so it's like a little miniature dial. The there's a bigger counter that is uh, for the bosses and the nemesis, not the nemesis, uh, the villains, the villain. Yeah. Um. All of those are you know nice standard quality, very you know traditional what you'd expect out of a fantasy plight product at that point. It's kind of weird because, like, for me playing both Lord of the Rings uh, years ago and getting, and then eventually expanding to like additional core sets and getting the newer, newer updated core, the small hero dials are like the small hero dials that you get in the new core of Lord of the Rings, Mm -hmm. where the villain one is the old original Lord of the Rings big (laughs) chunky one. Um, I kind of wish they made the numbers a little bit bigger on it because if everyone's supposed to see it it's a little bit on the tinier side as far as the number windows go yeah um for your personal health that makes sense on the bigger one i I would like to see it be a little bit more bolder in your face yeah um especially because it can go up to the hundreds of hit points um ultimately very good first impressions overall Mm. um I'm a sucker for comic art. I've played so many comic book card games at this point because I played Versus uh, when it came out back in the 2000s, mm-hmm. um, and then I've played Legendary since it's come out and kept up with it and kept playing it because one, the art and the the game you know solid, and I really enjoy it as a deck builder. Um, this is doing something slightly different that I will be talking about in the uh, pros. So, first impressions. Nice nice yeah. game out of the box. Uh things that it does well. Um actually and before we're talking about things about go does well, let's talk about a little bit of the overview. So each player plays a particular hero and builds a deck around it. You have your hero card and alter ego so you can be Spider-Man or Peter Parker and during your turn you can flip that card over to be one or the other and that comes with some game advantages. Um, the ultimate goal is the bad guys are trying to scheme and add threat tokens to their thing until they do the thing that they're trying to do, mm-hmm. um, or they beat you up. And if you're an alter ego and you're Peter Parker, they don't know who you are, so they're going to scheme and get away with whatever they're trying to work on. But if you're Peter Parker, that's when you're there trying to stop them and you're you know they're attacking you. So it's a very interesting mechanic because you have to kind of play... We don't want them to scheme, but can I take an attack or do I have to take a turn to, like, be Peter Parker and hide and recover for a round? Mm -hmm. Um, It's very cooperative in the sense that you can kind of defend for each other. You can attack each other's minions that have attached to you. Like, it's very team-based, and I love it for that. Um, The decks themselves, you get your hero card, you get your hero card, so each character in the core box at least. Um, That being um, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, -Man, Spider-Man, She-Hulk, and Black Panther. All of them come with 15 cards that start kind of is what I consider the seed of your deck. And they're a little bit more powerful, a little bit more like this is what Spider-Man does Mm -hmm. sort of cards. And then you pick one of four aspects, which are your kind of your themed cards. Mm Mm-hmm to kind of build around and that's aggression leadership justice or protection and you can make any hero any one of those four aspects and then you have a bunch of generic basic cards that kind of fill in the backfill um so you you got a lot of flexibility in what you're trying to build and Mm. uh, typically you can put up to three cards that doesn't that aren't unique and you can put one copy of any unique card so like if you have Hawkeye, as an example, is a unique card because there's only one Hawkeye. You can only have one in your deck. Mm. You can only have one Nick Fury in your deck. But those tend to be pretty powerful cards that have a little bit more lasting oomph. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get going with that. When you play a card, I love the mechanic that they have here because it has a cost is, you know cost X amount. Mm-hmm. So say it costs two, you have to discard cards with enough resource with resources to pay for it and most cards it's a one for one card some cards have more than one resource but usually to pay for two you're done you're discarding two other cards to to play that third card so you're really having to control your hand and making those tough choices of like i do want to hold on to this but i really need to play this other card Mm -hmm. neat mechanics going on there um and the big big thing that they're toting with this particular one, not only does it have um, an insert, which is shocking and new, this is the first LCG you only need to buy one copy of the core set to mm. have a complete play set of cards. There's a small caveat to that. You only get one set of protection cards, one set of leadership cards, one set of all the aspects like that. So though you can have two protection characters out at the same time in the table and that doesn't matter that's where your friend's going to need their own core if they want to run the same aspect as you Mm -hmm. not the end of the world and as the card pool grows it's going to be even easier to pull that stuff off but initially that would be the only little caveat that says it's one core but if you want to run four aggression heroes out of one core you're going to need four cores then Mm -hmm. um That's something okay. It's a little weird um, because in the core also you get three copies of most cards, but if you only need one Hawkeye, they only give you one Hawkeye. So they don't get multiple Uh of those uniques either. It's a little weird coming from trying to make sure I have everything, but that's just me being nitpicky about it.
1: That kind of makes sense that if you're playing with your friends out of your box and there's only supposed to be one Hawkeye yeah. On the field, they should only have one Hawkeye, mm-hmm. but I know personally, and I know you're the same way too, uh with like um Arkham, where you may build more than one deck right. for like different groups, mm-hmm. so you may want to have that second Hawkeye to throw into the the your, your second, second deck yeah, yeah second deck so
0: yeah, a little it's it's not the end of the world and as the hero packs start coming out and they start reprinting some of those basic cards and things like that, it's going to get better. They already said that the idea is um, and going back on another first impression this game came with two pre-built decks individually wrapped it mm-hmm. was a Spider-Man deck and a Captain Marvel deck that were ready to go out of the box, out of the cellophane I didn't have to do anything but shuffle it Likewise, the Rhinos uh, easy scenario, the easiest scenario that they, you can build in this, in the, out of the core set, was pre-built for me. So when you open this box, you are ready to run right off the gate. You don't have to sort through cards. You don't have to look at anything else. You open three little packs, which are individually taken care of, mm. and you're good to go. That's totally different than we've ever seen. And it's the approach that this is such an easy game to get into because they're doing all of the hard work for you. The hero pack's coming up when they release Captain America and Miss Marvel and Thor will be the third one. Um, you will have a pre-built deck out of that pack ready to go. You can bring it off the shelf, bring it up at the counter, go into the you know, game area and play right about, right then and there. Sleeve optional mm. as tastes prefer. So and then each pack's gonna have a little extra cards and they're in order to make those pre built decks, they're gonna have some reprinted cards that are like your core basic cards that are like hey, these are pretty easy auto includes, um, skill boosting cards, things of that nature that make a lot of sense to kind of have on those early decks until we get more card pool. So it's really neat to see that uh approachability in this game. Mm-hmm. It's encouraging you to say, let's go right now. So those are all positive fe- features of it too. Um, mechanically, it's really nice. It's clean. I really think the design space of the heroes are going to be interesting. Right now, we're only seeing kind of Avengers type characters. So I kind of want to see what's next. They've said that they're going to expand into other like kind of like whatever they want to do is kind of up to them so if we you know are we going to see a Deadpool box mm. are we going to see the X-Men are we going to see Fantastic 4 are we going to see Guardians like i kind of just want it all now because i want to play with all these heroes and i think after years of playing legendary it's hard to say
1: you can only play here's, with these 5 here's
0: 5 with yeah. more to come and it's only the LCG medal is like there's going to be a pack every month. Mm-hmm. So how, you know, I'm going to get my Captain American pack, and then i got to wait for Miss Marvel, and then I have to wait for Thor. So, like, if I'm a Thor fan, I'm waiting, like, maybe three months or four months to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that any of these heroes are bad choices. I'm just saying everyone has their favorite, and if your favorite's on this box or in the next couple months... You don't even know if it's when, when or if they're coming. Yeah, like those Wolverine fans out there have no idea. Yeah, where Wolverine or when Wolverine will show up.
1: You are lucky uh, in the fact that your favorite Marvel uh, hero is Captain America, so yours is coming out right away. Right, like you said, mine's. I would go with Wolverine. So it's just kind of will we start seeing the X Men? Are they going to
0: when? Yeah. Yeah, I with a lot of those big name popular characters i think that's just going to be the matter of when we're going to see them um it does have some unique interesting rules um specifically when it comes to unique characters because honestly if you're a comic book fan there's been many many different captain americas Mm -hmm. you got your classic steve rogers which is the one that's coming up first but then bucky barnes held the shield at one point uh sam wilson who was also the falcon also had the shield at one point Mm -hmm. um so taking those three, technically in the uniqueness rules, because of the identities of multiple Captain Americas, you could run, assuming that they were released, a Sam Wilson Captain America, a Bucky Barnes Captain America, and a Steve Rogers Captain America all at the same time. Because mm. the uniqueness rules looking in the fact that they have different identities. Yeah. Though they have the same name, they are different versions of that character, mm. um, or different people per se. Uh, same thing, like on the table, if someone actually, if Hawkeye actually becomes a uh, a playable character, not just a card,
1: uh, uh, like uh,
0: like an ally card, that will have a different dynamic too. And they've already kind of built that into the rules, which I appreciate because, as a comic fan, I know it's coming up. Mm-hmm. So the good news is there's so much potential and so much growth and. Um, taking a moment talking about the villains you have rhino which is kind of a okay spider-man villain Mm -hmm. we got spider-man the box uh we got claw classic black panther villain like Mm -hmm. very easily one of the most like recognizable ones Mm -hmm. um and then you have though i guess with the marvel movies killmonger's more of the villain they set up but comic book readers know claw is like really the guy yeah um, and then you have uh, Ultron, which is a classic Avengers villain, period. Kind of aims it at Stark and, and Iron Man, but definitely just an overall Avengers yeah. villain. Um, and they go in difficulty in that order. Each one can also be set up as two different difficulty levels. So they have a stage one, stage two, and a stage three that you get. You Essentially, if you're doing easy mode, you can do stage one and stage two if you do an expert mode you can do stage start with stage 2 and then go to stage 3 mm. um, likewise some of the, the villain deck is built in so there's a little bit of flexibility in how you build the villain deck um, the other great thing that we haven't talked about is the obligations so no matter who's being played, Spider-Man Iron Man and Black Panther, they all have a alter ego obligation, Peter Parker is really bad at money it's always scraping for money. So his is an eviction notice. hmm And it's somewhere in the... You, when you're playing Peter Parker, that gets sh- his eviction notice card gets shuffled into the p- villain deck that can pop out at any time. So sometimes it's like, oh, crap, I have to go take care of this thing mm-hmm. because otherwise bad stuff will happen. And so it gives that player a hard choice when that card comes up, and it's somewhere in there because you're playing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So, seeing that little interplay of how your character selection is adjusting the deck, a little bit. It's not a huge change, but a little bit of affection in there. Yeah. Um, That's another one of those really cool design spaces that they have. So, it actually feels you get these comic book moments of, you know, all right, Iron Man has gotten all of his armor pieces up and going. So, he, like, flies around, repulsor blast, repulsor blast, chest cannon, Mm -hmm. and does, like, 20 plus damage. Because it It, went bananas. Yeah. So seeing all that stuff, you really, it kind of tells you your comic book story in those senses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhino can get a charge attached to him, which gives him, like, twice the amount of damage. And, like, it's a bleed over damage. So if you block with an ally, the ally takes some of it, but then it comes, the rest of it comes to you, which is normally not a thing. It normally mm-hmm. the ally can take it all and they, you know, they discard it for you. But, like, that's that's Rhino. Like yeah. once he's going, you don't stop him. <laughs> yeah. So I love seeing those sorts of stories come to life, and it's something that I didn't really get in Legendary. And the primary reason is in Legendary, the deck builder, I'm, cl- we have five heroes in this pool of deck that pop up randomly, and I'm building with all of them, mm-hmm. not just my deck is Iron Man, mm-hmm. and all I have is Iron Man stuff going on, and I am Iron Man. that's the thing that i love yeah it's it takes away it's the arkham horror effect you are that investigator you are this hero
1: Mm -hmm. you get a little more personalized with them you -hmm. get a lot more of a a good feel for them
0: you only are you yeah Um,
1: so as for negatives um mean the big negative is even though it says that it's uh one core box this May have to buy two anyway because you may have to. If you want to run uh second uh, attribute deck, yeah,
0: I, I don't think it's that bad because I'm just gonna convince my friends to buy their own.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna be buying my own. So, personally, like, like yeah,
0: like as long as you have a play group that's willing to buy like a couple cores amongst the group, mm-hmm. you'll be fine. Yeah, but if you're like you're the only person you want to play solo and you want to run two aggression decks at the same time, that's when you're going to have the issue. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, right now, the card pool is very tight. Um, To build a a legal deck is 40 to 50 cards. 15 of those come from your hero, so really you're building... So 25 to 35 cards is what you're adding, and most of that's going to be your aspect, and then you're going to flush it out with some of the generic basic cards. There's only... Really, like, 20 or so, or, you know, 25 or so aspect cards mm-hmm. that you get to throw in there. And that's same using three copies of this, using two copies of this, mm-hmm. um, or one copy of some of these allies. So, it's tight. There's not a lot of flexibility in the deck. The flexibility, I will say, is... Each hero can be any of the four aspects, so you can mm. have a Protection Spider-Man and Aggression Spider-Man, and that's where you're going to get a little bit of a mix-up right now, but if you want to tweak what that Aggression or Protection is doing, we got to wait for more cards to come out. Yeah, The good news is, um, with Captain America being leadership, the leadership pool's going to get a big boost in the next pack when that comes out. Miss um, Marvel's uh, Protection, so she's going to get a big bump. Mm-hmm. and protection is going to be get a big bump that way um i'm guessing i don't think it's been confirmed, but i'm guessing thor's probably gonna be aggression mm-hmm. um just kind of based on i think the comic book version where he's a little bit more beefy hulky yeah you know thor smash sort of situation so it'll be interesting seeing the four aspects once they get that first hero pack out for each of them mm-hmm. um 'Cause right now it's it's just tight. Yeah. It's not a bad thing, but it's it reminds me of the first, you know, Arkham Core, the first, you know, I'm still waiting for the first Mythos packs to, to kinda give it a little lifeblood in it. mm mm-hmm. Um just just a negative right now, something that will should should eventually correct itself given a year in the game.
1: Mm-hmm. So your overall feelings on the game? How are you feeling? I I know when we talked during Gen Con, we had big, big, big dreams of this game. Just expecting it to do really well. I do think you it's feel
0: gonna, like it... I think it's going to do well. Okay. Um, I want a little bit more campaign play out of it, which is supposedly more of the organized play kits that are coming out and um, some undisclosed deluxe boxes. So. I think that's going to be down the road and in the future is what I'm looking for out of it, but initially I think out of the box it has a great uh presence. Mhm. I think it has a lot of good uh art and fun stuff going on with it. Um you you like the art, the one thing I have a little bit of a problem with is the aspects are four colors and the heroes kind of use some of those colors like red is aggression. And some of the cards will refer to a red uh, uh, aggression card, or red card. But Tony Stark has red on the back of his card, or in, mixed in with his cards. Mm-hmm. And so does Spider-Man. And so does Captain Marvel, actually. So all three of them have like red as one of their primary colors on their cards. So you got to pay attention a little bit yeah, um, to that. But overall, I think it's good. Um, I like it a lot. We have some good potential in the game. I think it has some good... Uh, flow right out of the box i just think we need a little bit some some more cards to
1: mm-hmm.
0: p- to build decks with right now
1: damn yeah.
0: um i would recommend this anyone interested in lcgs this is the time to jump on when it first starts because now's and, the time
1: and you know honestly for um for people i suggest too. i would say even younger kids as long as they can start reading um it's not like your Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Magic, anything like that, where it's competitive. It's a way for you to teach a uh, your son, daughter, brother, sister, niece, yeah. nephew, anything, um, how to play a card game in a non-competitive uh, environment.
0: So and it doesn't have the creepy, gory factor that Arkham sometimes. Can oh make. yeah,
1: and I mean, so it,
0: it's it's a lot nicer and cleaner and and more family friendly. Yeah, in that sense. Yeah. Who would you not recommend this for?
1: I mean, I'm not going to recommend this for anyone who's expecting not to have to ever buy anything and have infinite replay value. Yeah, Um, this isn't your like Monopoly where you can just bust that out and hate your family all over again. You're gonna Um,
0: this thing needs more, more to it. Yeah, it's a good start, but you need to add to the collection to, to get some more lifeblood and more plays yeah. out of it and ironically I probably would not recommend this to DC fans fair enough fair enough. you know it's Marvel yeah I kind of sit on the border if I like my Batman and I do like my Captain America but mm-hmm. if I had to choose one or the other I'm, I'm choosing Marvel yeah every day yeah every day
1: all day every day
0: Unless, I think, unless Scott Snyder was the uh, exclusive Batman writer forever on Eons. Mm. I may choose Batman, St- Scott Snyder over Marvel. But nah. yeah, it's a very corner case, and we could talk about that later.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, on top of everything else, we do have a...
0: Fun announcement mm-hmm. um, brought to you by Arbits. We are going to be giving away a set of threat tokens... Um, and I'll put the link in the uh, description for Arbit's website themselves. They make these nice uh, fiberglass acrylic to- or fiberglass tokens to up your. Uh, it's right now, you got damage and threats, so we're going to get a uh, pack of the threat tokens to raffle off. And it's really cool because it kind of gives that a little bit more flash, a little bit better quality than just a piece of cardboard. Yeah, if
1: you've if you've ever heard me gush over uh, Justin's. Um Arkham tokens, they're Arbitz tokens. They are beautiful. They're right. beautiful. They they feel good. They look good. Um, we'll definitely throw some pictures up on all of our social medias, yep. um, as well as throw up how to jump jou- or how to enter. Yep. Um, so yeah, definitely keep an eye on our. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, we'll have it all up on there. chances are we'll have it up before this episode goes
0: up, so. Likely story. Yeah. So, that kind of does it for our review of Marvel Champions, the LCG card game. Coming up next...
1: Uh, we're going to be doing another one next week, so I mean, you're getting a lot of us lately, I'm sorry. If you don't want to hear us, and you're welcome if you do want to hear us, we're going to be talking, um... Mansions of Madness.
0: Second edition.
1: Second edition. Uh, We are going to be going through that. It is not the newest of games, but we figured since we just gave you this a week early, uh, that
0: we'd... uh, We'll tap back into the backlog a little bit. Yeah. So... So, stay tuned. Enter that contest for ARPITS tokens, and we will see you on the flip side. And let us know... who you were excited to see in this Marvel Champions game? So hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Carrier pigeons, mm-hmm.
1: smoke signals. I'm starting to get into those. I mean, nice. Yeah.
0: Uh, I get messages in the bottle. I don't know who they are for though.
1: It's really weird because I keep f- seeing you fish them out of your bathtub.
0: Yeah, it's I- weird.
1: I don't think that they should be coming that way.
0: Nope probably some eldritch mystery of you know some elder god trying to summon me
1: we'll see yeah
0: till next time this is justin and ricky ciao you've been listening to tabletop arcanum hosted by justin taylor and richard geese and featuring the original music by paul moore and isaac gilbert you can follow us on most social media platforms Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks for listening.